what we do here is go back, 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 back. Here I thought you were just going to have some genuine love in your heart for fans being happy. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I'm Micah McDonald. Joining me uh, as a special guest on this episode, head coach, co-owner of the North State Grizzlies, former San Diego State offensive lineman, and the only person on this podcast who got to celebrate a victory Monday, Darius Jones. How are you doing, Coach D? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? Not too bad. I wish I was, uh, you know, on here with better circumstances, um, but that would mean one of us wouldn't be. So I guess I'll take the <laughs> arrows on this one. You know, somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. Yeah, I guess that's just the way football goes, sports goes in general. Um, so Darius, huge uh, Washington football team fan. Going to this, we obviously had to make a little bit of a, a wager on the game. Um, I still got to hit you with that Venmo. Uh, but I told him if we didn't score more than 20 points or more, I would sit here and say, hail to the Washington football team. Um, They were the superior team in this game in general is debatable, but you beat us. So you got the you got the bragging rights as of now. But there it is. Hail to the Washington football team um, (laughs) making good on my side. But uh, yeah, we had an interesting game. The Washington football team came to Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. It was quite the barn burner um, from both sides of the team, uh, both sides for each team. Uh, Washington won 17 to 15. What was your what was your take on the game? How did how did you see things? What did you like? What did you not like? Just overall thoughts. I think the game was played well, a little bit slower than expected. I expected teams to come out throwing the ball. Both teams defensive backfield don't always play well. So I, I assumed it was going to be a game of which quarterback turns the ball over the least. I think both teams, coaches decided we're going to run the ball or try to establish well for the football team, establish a run game, play the clock game, manage it. Overall, it was a, a decently refereed game. Both teams were aided with penalties on both scoring drives late in the game, which was not fun for fan's sake, but pass interference or holding or whatever the case is all part of it. Overall, I like the way each team is trending, personally speaking. Yeah, you like the fact that the Raiders are uh, are trending downwards because we're spiraling out of control on uh, on the back end of our season again. I think overall development for the Raiders are the trend. The trend is consistency in playing football well. I don't think they run the ball enough to stay consistent, which puts a lot of pressure on Derek to be great. And I don't know if uh, he's ready for that. Trend-wise, defensively, the front seven for the Raiders, outside of a few injuries, played awesome late in the game. So if that can continue, maybe they'll catch some since they lost, I want to say, three of the last four. Yeah, that's been really – I mean, you know, our defense in years past has always been, you know, the worst part of the spot of our team. Gus Bradley came in and he's been doing pretty well at our defense kind of keeping us in games. And then, you know, mainly from, you know, the defensive line, Yannick and and Max Crosby have just been lights out this year and kind of, you know, helping our defense 
uh, be able to cover well on the back end. So it's just one of those things where if you look at any of the teams that have gone out and taken advantage of um, the issues we've had, they've been able to establish the run. Uh, the Chiefs were able to do that. And, you know, we've had games where we played well against the run, and a lot of those games we tended to win. So I think Washington kind of went out there like, if we can establish the run, that's kind of been a big success for a lot of teams against us. Our our defensive backs on the back end have played relatively well, um, but like you said, very shaky, can be, you know, a, a weak spot in the defense. But Gus Bradley's defense, they just they kind of let everything underneath go and just try not to get beat deep. But that just lets teams kind of chunk us apart as, you know, you kind of saw Gibson was able to and uh, McLaurin was kind of able to um, as well. And even though it kind of seemed like we were on top of them, for the most part, guarding them, it was like when it came in big, they were getting these big chunk yards, seven plus plays to get first downs and stuff like that. So it's very frustrating, even though our defense has been a lot better. Uh, than we're used to it's still frustrating in the sense of like all right well like don't get beat deep but then also if you can't cover in the red zone then it's like they just put up a seven minute drive against you that ultimately ended in the same result as if you just give up a 30 second drive because of a deep bomb so right it's frustrating and i think that if we were going to have any success it was going to be in the passing game because your guys's run game has been very stout this year very good um but Derek Carr was so inconsistent, and we've been living and dying by him. We're six and zero when he throws for three hundred plus yards. Zero and six when he doesn't. So, uh, and it almost seemed like everybody on our team played well except for him. He was overthrowing people, missing you know some throws. Zay Jones got held at the end there. We should have had the ball on the ten yard line, but <laughs> I think that goes either way. So I, I'm right. okay accepting that because if we were on the defensive side of that, I was like, hey. Good, good play. Good play on there is a no call. Good no call. So, I see a lot of um, the changes in Derek Carr's played over these last five or so game is the interior offensive line play. He's getting a lot of pressure right up the middle, right in his face, which can cause some of those overthrows and lead to him being sporadic or rushing to get the ball out of his hands when. A player like I think a few times in the game, which I was surprised because Deshaun Jackson has always killed us. He was running the over route and he's open, but because of the interior pressure in Leatherhead or Leatherwood, <laughs> um, not necessarily holding ground. I mean, he held he held a lot. I'm pretty sure he held on every play, but without yeah. him like standing firm in there, it led to Derek missing a lot of open people. Like a, a fan of football watched that game and you know both both ways there were wide open receivers running around and just at times there were no time for the quarterback to even see or get the ball out on both sides. Um, Max played mad and great, had a great play hitting the quarterback's arm leading to interception. Raiders are just Raiders. Uh, ultimately, they'll find a way. Like being a special guest on this show, it goes back to the Ravens game. They almost try to be the Raiders and give it to them. So essentially what we can count on year by year for us non-Raider fans is that eventually they just have to be the Raiders. And and when it shows up, it's going to be them on the short end of the stick. Sometimes, hopefully – you know, being a Washington fan and a fan of football, period, I want to say our last Super Bowl win 
was over those very same Raiders or maybe something of that sort. So it's just one of those things. The Raiders be Raiders. Yeah, unfortunately, as a Raiders fan, you hope week in and week out, year in, year out, that they're just not going to be the Raiders. But as you said, the Raiders will be the Raiders. And, and a lot of times, until proven differently, you can count on that happening. And got lucky enough that, you know, we've played clean games. But, you know, if you look at the success we've had, you know, the whole time kind of since Gruden came back and obviously he's gone now, but our run game has always been really good. Josh Jacobs has been really good since he's been there, but we've also had a good offensive line. And now the offensive line is dog shit, really, when it comes down to it. Leatherwood is, you know, he's he's a rookie, um, but right. he's also for the where we picked him at. It's like, you got to be better than that. Like, you, you, hope, you, you, know, you hope that it pans out. We had troubles with uh, Colton Miller, his rookie year after drafting him 15 overall and he's turned out to be i mean he's our best lineman now and he's he's playing um you know a a top 10 top 15 tackle in the league um so you hope that it works but when you're watching it and he's holding on every play damn near he's getting beat all the time you know he got beat when he was playing tackle now they moved him to guard he's still getting beat it's like at some point you're just like so fed up with it and frustrated and you can see that the offensive line is you know they're just they're holding on by a string to be to have some semblance of a a decent offensive line that can get things going but it seems as much as the raiders have kind of been living and dying by Derek carr Derek carr has been living and dying by the offensive line right you watch the games we've had success you know there's there's a reason why the offensive line has had good games in the games that we've won you know what i mean or we've won in the games that they've done well so biggest issue for our team for sure uh, at least on offense, for sure, is offensive line, and it's it's atrocious, and it's it's one of those things where you have no idea which group you're going to get here, you know, week in and week out. But the last few weeks, we've been getting a shell of you know what the Raiders' offensive line has been in years past, for sure. Right. I think going forward, if they tr- attempted to run more, being a fantasy guy, I drafted Josh Jacobs, hoping me too uh, he would have a breakout year. Um, Got to get him more touches. Ken Drake, unfortunately, got tackled from behind and broke his ankle. Uh, it sucks because he's a good back, and we always want to see him do well. But now it's Jacob's turn. Hand him the ball and see what happens. Uh, obviously, as a former offensive lineman myself, we're always better moving forward. So if you if you – Put pressures on defense by running it 20 times a game. I mean, for Christ's sakes, the Monday night game, I think they threw three passes in New England uh, or in Buffalo from New England side. Got to start building that run game and see if you can save some of that massive pass rush they have on defense with Ndokwe and and Crosby and save that energy and then they close it out. Not to dwell on the negative, but Sometimes every Sunday or Monday, Thursdays, and last year during the COVID Wednesday, we never know how the football game's going to end. As long as the football team wins, I think we're good. I'm really looking forward to the Raiders game this weekend, though. Uh, I think they started this trend of two deep safety that started a downward trend with Pat Mahomes. So I think maybe it's a bounce back week for the silver and black. Who knows? Well, I'm hoping so because it's as much as how good the Chiefs have been 
the last few years and whatnot, I always talk myself into, you know, how we can potentially win the game. And as much as we're playing like shit right now, this year of all years, it has proven that, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are human. They The stat that always has been thrown around since he was a starting quarterback is that he has most uh, dropped interceptions out of any quarterback in the league. And I think this year they're finally catching them. You know, defenses are finally coming down with it. And you're seeing that his aggressiveness, as much as it's been, you know, the backbone for his play lately that, you know, it's getting him in trouble and their defense is worse than it than it has been. So, you know, I say that and I said that going into this last game when we the last time we played them and just we just absolutely got routed um, by them. And it was, you know, a bounce back game for the Chiefs, just like they needed. But it's just right. been so frustrating lately because unfortunately, our, you say, you know, going back to what you said about the offensive line, you know, you're always better moving forward. Our offensive line has been better pass blocking than they have run blocking <laughs> um, when you look at the games that we've had success. But Jacobs really does need to get going. It seems like when he's out there, he's a difference maker and he makes plays happen. And even if a play is blown up, he's usually still able to get it back to the line of scrimmage, which obviously sucks when you just you lose it down like that. But, you know, he's able to make something happen out of nothing and then also able to break stuff out when he's actually got a hole to work with. So, I don't right. know. I don't know. I mean, the answer, it seems like the answer every week is get Josh Jacobs going, get him the right. ball, let, you know, try to establish the run. And we can't seem to do it. You know, we got lucky enough that six games so far this year, Derek Carr has been able to carry it, but we see what happens when he's not perfect. And it's just been right. rough. Not knowing how long Waller out, I would like the Raiders to do more 11 set, more three wide receivers, get uh, Zay Jones and Deshaun Jackson on the field, with a uh, third and Renfro more often and them being able to take the top off, uh, uh, open up more of those quick and easy routes for Hunter to get loose, which would uh, keep the chains nice and short and Derek not pressing. Derek Carr, as a fan of football, he's not as bad as some people like to say he is. Um, he's not as great as most Raiders fans tend to say he is, <laughs> but he he's definitely uh, a capable individual can lead that team to the winning that division eventually, especially with some of the later round draft picks the Raiders been having that cornerback, uh, the young guy Hobbs. He's nice. The safety's playing well. Um, them drafting the safeties has made Abram step his game up tenfold and play more towards the line of scrimmage. Uh, I like that young linebacker number five. We got you guys got to get him on the Diablo. field more often. Perriman is playing lights out, kind of a tackling machine. Reminded me of another another number fifty two, not Ray Lewis, uh, <laughs> Patrick Willis. I think Perriman tackled everything moving from the first quarter to the third quarter until he hurt his ankle. Raiders' future, if they can get a good coach in there due to these unforeseen issues, and they had a lot this year. I thought they was on their way. I thought they were on their way to the playoffs. I have a standing bet with a good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Stanford, that the Raiders won't make the playoffs. I think it's like a bottle or something. And I was scared for a long time. I thought, I was like, wait a minute, six wins? These guys are doing great. And then the Raiders turned into the Raiders. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. 
But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The future's bright, though. I think you had one more, a few more pieces. A nice wide receiver, maybe through free agency, to kind of help out Hunter and Darren not get doubled all game long. Run the ball more with some consistent effort and offensive line play. And the Raiders could easily be first in that division, especially with the Broncos being the Broncos. And the Chargers are so sporadic. One day they look great, the next. They look, they look like, like the Chargers. They look like they Phillip look like Rivers. they belong in San Diego. So, <laughs> yeah, it's and that's one of the you know frustrating parts is that like right now the division is so up in the air, you know, and it, unfortunately we're playing just as sporadic and questionable as as the rest of them are, are playing as well. At least the, the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are kind of back on track a little bit, but what's weird is there's so many things that we're going to have to address in the off season down to, you know, our coaches and then draft free agency stuff. Like I all team, a lot of teams, you know, obviously have to do that, but like where we're sitting at in the season, it's like, we're still very much in it when it comes to possibly, you know, making the playoffs for whatever, you know, whether it's wild card or however the division pans out. So it's like at this point in time, a lot of teams that lose their coach midseason, it's because they've already just crapped out. They're already looking at the offseason. So we're like in a weird spot where it's like it's hard to not to focus on like, all right, where might we go with that route? Because it's like we still have rest of the season to play potential. It's obviously looking very grim in regards to making the playoffs um, since our downward spiral. But there's just so much stuff now all of a sudden, you know, when Gruden gone, having to go coach wise with rugs gone, you know, having to then again, touch on wide receiver, uh, someone who could be a number one and whatnot. It's all of a sudden a whole Pandora's box of issues have popped up. So that's always cool having to deal with that. Right. Well, on the flip side of things, how are you feeling with football team this season, you know, moving forward? playoff potential, you know, where you at on where you guys stand. I think kind of like the Raiders, they're in a position to where you're not necessarily good enough to win it all. So as a fan, you want to see them compete and continue to do well. But the more we win, you, you're happy on Sunday, but you think the later your draft pick going to be because we're clearly a, a good quarterback away in consistent play between the receivers. We got to get some help for Scary. We tried with with Samuels, but he's been hurt all season. 
and now we're playing him in a gadget role in the backfield, which I don't really understand that because he's a downfield, take the top off wide out. As a fan, I'm going to just keep rooting and hope we keep winning. We upset the Bucks earlier this year, um, which means the team can pretty much beat anybody in the playoffs when it comes down to that. But we got the Cowgirls this weekend, two games back in the division, and we play five of our division opponent, opponents over the next five weeks. So the their destiny's in their own hands. The football team is the football team. We haven't been that great for many years. We just need to get some consistent developmental draft picks and keep working on it. Our third-round picks the last few years outside of Dami Brown this year, Scary was Scary Terry was a third-round pick. Antonio Gibson was a third-round pick, which let me believe that at least our scouts and GMs are working. We're finding talent in the draft. We just got to keep drafting and, and hopefully <laughs> save some money on this that massive defensive line, and then they get healthy, and then we'll start winning championships eventually, maybe one day. Yeah, well, I mean, your guys' uh, you know, scouting crew and whatnot has has done really well even early on. Like, you know, Chase Young's Chase Young. That was a, a no-brainer move. But Montez Sweat, I mean, he had question marks. Just everybody kind of has question marks. But, you know, he ended up, um, you know, turning into a beast as well. So even on the higher rounds, you know, when you're hitting on those one through three um, and, you know, the mid-round stuff, which is – you kind of mentioned it earlier, but kind of where our luck has gone when it comes to draft as well. At least you can feel confident in the way that the scouting group, ha- you know, does their job. And as a Raiders fan, you know, draft drafting has never been a strong suit on our end of things. <laughs> so it's it's nice to have you know people like Foster Moreau, Mad Max, Hobbs, uh, Renfro, uh, all those kind of guys. So yeah, I do you. I mean, where are you at on on? You know, is Heineke is Heineke the guy? Even if Fitzpatrick comes back next year, does Fitzpatrick come back next year? Do you guys attack a quarterback? I feel like we have to roll with Heineke because he's the younger. I heard you. I think the comparison last episode was he's more of a younger Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's more of a Chase a Case Keenum, where he's going to be able to come in and manage, run around, make plays. Looking at the draft for the prospects in the draft and where we're at being currently six and six, uh, we're going to miss out on, say, the top top tier talent. Yeah. Uh, dating back, talking about draft, I would have took Justin Herbert over Chase. Hmm. Not, not saying Chase isn't great, but given that we already had a Kerrigan and Montez Sweat on the team already, and we needed that franchise quarterback, I probably would have took Chase. But Heineke is a, he's a gambler. He's a, he's taking a chance on himself. As a fan of football, period, you'd like to see the underdog jump in and, and be successful. He's definitely took a different route to becoming a starting quarterback in the NFL. So can't help but root for the guy when he's not playing against your team. He's definitely doing things that, I felt like he should have been the starter coming into the year. I also think Josh Allen behind him, or not Josh Allen, whatever his name is. Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, yeah, Kyle. I I think he's young enough, too, that we don't have to spend a high draft pick. We just need to develop the guys we have. Uh, Before he broke his ankle 
he was playing good football too. They're they're more of a game managed type. They're not a Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna beat you with with fantastic throws and but also maybe they could be if they had big body wide receivers to go along with Scary Terry. I think they can be good if if the right mix is in. Um, last few years we've been hesitant to spend money in the offseason. We don't really – Redskins, Cowboys, Raiders, for years, always been big spenders in free agency. I think with Mayock coming in and and some of the culture changes in all these different places, we're not going into free agency just paying for talent and hoping they – I think they've taken the college route. They're going to develop talent. And if we can get another wide receiver, you know, a bigger body than Scary Terry – then maybe the quarterback play isn't as important as long as they don't throw interceptions. I've watched Joe Flacco win a Super Bowl. He's he's definitely not a world beater. He's he's a glorified game manager. So I think Heineke. I, I'm I think I'm getting myself a Heineke jersey or something for Christmas. I'm becoming a fan. I I'll take him long term. Short term, he's still only he's still I think twenty seven, twenty eight years old. So. Let's just see what he got. Let him rock it out for the rest of the season, and if he can keep winning, I mean, if we beat the Cowgirls twice, we're leading division and winning two years consecutively. I think winning that division two years in a row because it's so up and down, we might as well let, give him the reins, the key to the city, and let's see what he can do. Yeah, yeah, you're you kind of uh, with him. You're in that interesting position where he's young enough, you can keep kind of riding it out, especially if he continues to play well enough um you know put you guys in in this type of situation every every year where you could possibly bring someone in and, and kind of let them you know groom them a little bit there's a couple guys that are on the top end for quarterback talent this year you know first round guys there's a decent amount of talent um you know potential talent uh when you're when you're talking mid-round stuff you know guys that are athletic big arms just you know need some some progression and stuff that you take a flyer on and hope they hope they pan out so I feel like the Raiders at this point are very close to that situation where it's like, how much longer can we really hope that Derek Carr takes that next step? And it looked like he was doing so this year. Um, I think he's got the ability to take us to the playoffs and, you know, have some success in that realm if he can be consistent. And his biggest issue is consistency. And you just got to kind of ask yourself, how long can you ride with that? You know, how long can you hope that things get better before you just, go in a different direction because I don't know how many quarterbacks have really been given eight years without a playoff berth right. to, you know, be the guy. There's been so many different, like, well, he hasn't had this, hasn't had that. The stability of coaching, the the weapons around him, that kind of stuff has never always really fallen in a line that well. And it kind of did this year, minus the fact that our offensive line is kind of shit again um, from where they used to be. But it just feels weird that the Raiders are in this kind of like limbo situation. You know, they obviously would have to be like an elite quarterback, you know, away from possibly even contending in the playoffs for the most part, I feel like. But it's also one of those things where it's like you get us a consistent, aggressive quarterback that can, you know, make plays happen. And then a couple more pieces around that an offense, a number one right receiver, maybe some hope on the line. It's like, we're close, you know, we're not, it's, we're really not, you know, super close, but it, we're as close as we've ever been in a long time. And I think that's where some of the hope comes from. It's like, this team is better than we've had, to, you know, gotten to root for in a long time. So let's just, 
hope hope it can ride out. Um, there was a gentleman on Reddit who uh, predicted the Raiders' schedule with a flip of the coin, and he was eleven and zero going into this game against football team and he, and he had it as a win and we lost. So at this point in the season, the Raiders Raider fans uh, really holding on to uh, the flip of a coin as our, as our last kind of hope to this landslide we're dealing with. But I don't know, man, it's, it's frustrating because you just wonder when, when do you pull the plug on car? When do you, you know, I think they're at least in a spot to like go draft somebody and see if he can, you know, push car and compete with them. I mean, car's got two years left on his deal or next year left on his deal, something like that. So like weird spot of like, do you extend them? You know, do you give them more time pushing on 10 years as, um, you know, the starting quarterback? I'm not a GM. I'm not a GM. But in in my honest opinion, you can't give Car 30 million or whatever the going rate is now for mid-range to average quarterback. So if Kirk Cousins essentially is that landmark of good numbers, but not, winning caliber quarterback he can't get Kirk Cousin money not that he's a bad quarterback I just think I don't know if his leadership style I don't know if it's what around him I mean for three more years uh and spending that type of money on quarterback when you got these late round draft picks who get less guaranteed money in the beginning who's gonna definitely want more money later I don't I don't know if you spend that money on Derek that's where you Raider fans are struggling because as a fan of football, I would like to see Marcus get another shot. He's 26, 27 years old, former second overall pick in the draft. Definitely got the wheels. I don't think he's ever had a quarter, a quarterback coach like Gruden that, uh, that can push him and, and get him to take the time to learn football. So, Maybe Marcus Mariota, with his ability to extend plays and run, could possibly flip, turn the tide in some of these games. That was a great concept when they put him in and he ran a go route and they ended up throwing the double scenes and hit hitting the middle one. It was great concept. So Carr's still top five quarterback, top six quarterback in the league. So in my opinion. Of consistent play, not turning the ball over. Derek Carr still top set, six, seven quarterbacks in the league. He's almost thirty, though. Yeah, and that's that's another like interesting factor to it all because you look at the stats, and you know he's up there. He's he's when he, like you said, when it comes to turnovers, he's he's been pretty consistent throughout his career. He's been able to um, you know throw for a lot of yards. It's just not turning into wins you know i think the turnovers he does have tends to be at a very inopportune situation and you know really um you know no turnovers are good but when you're driving down you know because you need to score or things are getting out of hand and the ball gets turned over and then all of a sudden it's just no coming back from it it's it's hard when those type of situations happen so i i don't know it's it's a rough situation because I believe in him. I always have believed in him. We've, me and Andy have both been in a situation where it's like we can call it how it is, you know, and, and say if he's doing bad, he's doing bad and, you know, praise him for when he's doing good. But I've always been on the positive side of Carr and, and believing that he can do that. But at some point you just wonder if it's going to actually turn around all these years that you've been hoping it turns around, um, at least to the good enough of being consistent throughout games and, you know, on a week to week basis. I don't know. You know, that guy in, in green Bay is looking for warm weather. 
Vegas is a nice big market. Yeah, we're. I mean, I, we're really going through the going through the list on that, touching all the the hot top Raiders hot topic stuff because you uh, look at Aaron Rodgers might still want to get out of there. No one knows what's going on with Deshaun Watson right now. Obviously, that's a kind of a touchy situation on on where that's going. But yeah, it's pretty touchy. But in this country, we're we're, we're innocent to proven guilty. Exactly. Um, judges get to go to work if they got pending cases. Police get to go to work if they got pending cases. Let the man go to work until until you can figure it out. I mean, they have measures put in place in with independent contractors and stuff like that. And who knows? A year out of football is a is the game so fast it could change what you get from him when he finally does come back or don't come back, depending on how what side of the coin you people lie on. Um but there's definitely quarterbacks out there that, that could uh, change the free agent market. I still like Derek. I mean, I like Heineke. Don't get me wrong. I think a Kirk Cousins or a Derek Carr, say they were in San Francisco, that's a Super Bowl contending That's That's how much better they are than Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, maybe we kind of stretch the line on Derek, give him a little bit more time, maybe another wide receiver. Edwards splashes that time he definitely from that south carolina uh pipeline he has some of the same abilities say a Debo samuel have he, he's a tough tackle he he goes up for the ball he's just inconsistent but he's a late round pick too so those type of players develop who knows the raiders might surprise us one day the sad truth is that division is probably second best in the nfl as far as in teams, all all four teams, if the Broncos had a quarterback, they're competing for a championship. If the the Chargers play good defense consistency and and they're competing for a championship, I, that division is just tough. So Oakland, I mean Oakland, <laughs> Las Vegas just have to get more better offensive line play. But then you have people out incognito hurt, gotta gotta build. From the inside out. That's why I understand the first round draft pick. I just think uh, it was better lineman available. I think he has the most upside. He's definitely strong. He's from Alabama. He's going to work hard. It was just a reach in the sense of they could have drafted somebody else earlier and then got him later. Y'all have had some misses, you know. Some unfortunate things happened with the other first round draft pick, but the cornerback was a bad pick. Mayock could call it tomorrow and say it was a bad pick. He played bad, and now he's no longer on the team. So that's just a lot of dead money and cap space that y'all going to have to deal with later. Uh, but that's where the collective bargaining agreement comes into place. They they made it to where rookie deals isn't that detrimental in the long run, but still money, still burnt picks. Yeah, exactly. And I, when they made that Damon Arnett pick, man, I was so pissed off because um, I was big on Trayvon Diggs that year, and he's been showing his worth as of <laughs> this year, you know. And there's there's so many guys that were still on the board there, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And y- you go into that, and you just say, all right, well, they must know something that we don't. That's the <laughs> that's the caveat that you always you know go with, but. Time and time again, it's kind of been like, well, I guess we were right about that. And like you said, Richie being out, Denzel Good got hurt for the season. You know, he was somebody that could play tackle and guard. So 
going into it, Richie at one guard, good at the other guard. You know, our line is looking very good and very stout. Um, and now we're having to, you know, play second string guys are having to step up and try to fill that role. Um, you know, I think having having good who could play guard and play tackle, um, the idea was let's put Leatherwood at tackle. Um, and then if we need to flip-flop it, you know, Leatherwood is in college, he was so um universal on that line where he played guard, he played tackle, he kind of move over. He was good at kind of everything he did. He wasn't, you know, super elite at one thing, um, but he was really good at everything they had him do. So I think, you know, I think they looked at and him in that regards. I think that's how they looked at Clee Farrell too when we drafted him, where it was like he's right. a very good all around player. He's not elite at one thing, but he's very good at just about everything. So can you progress that into an elite talent and it's only year one with with Leatherwood, so we'll see how it yeah. pans out. But you know, those injuries to the line, I think, took a big hit from where we expected to be, where we expected them to, you know, where the starting front line was, you know, going to be. And Richie was a huge part of our offensive line um, last year. And regardless of him being thirty seven, it's still a big hit and the leadership side and and just the overall right. play side. So the line the line took a hit overall, losing Gabe Jackson Absolutely. and Hudson. And Richie, that that was all your vets and your leadership, and the interior. That's what kept Derek being good. I'm not saying he's not capable of moving, but any quarterback, you take the greats, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's. When they get that inside interior pressure, their eyes drop. They miss open players, and then. The, the inconsistency throws happen because of the fact of not having those three interior offensive linemen be stern. Because obviously when you get great edge rushers and tackles make a lot of money and uh, edge rushers make a lot of money, but the quarterback has the ability to step up and move around. It's, the difference is when the interior happen and you're coming right down their lap, there's, it's not much you can do in that's where I see it popping up in Derek and struggling is when he get inside pressure. and But that can be schematically fixed. The running backs has to help. I think where the Raiders are really struggling overall this season is the situational changes, the contingency-based stuff that's happened that's out of their control has put a damper on their ability to coach and navigate. Not saying Gus isn't a great coach. Gus calls great defensive plays, but what I've noticed from this last week is uh, tendencies. Any any third and in, in seven or more, he blitz. He instead of relying on on Crosby to do what he do on and Dockway to get in there, he he sent the pressure. Uh, off the left side or he's in edge pressure or he's bringing the linebacker or he's doing the sugar blitzes. I think they called it a cookie blitz where the linebacker lined up in the gap, backed up, and then came in. He made a good hit on the quarterback. But with every blitz, there's a hole. And fortunately for the Washington football team, they were able to hit them holes on third and long. So uh, adjustments, Gus got to not be predictable. I think they picked the right guy to step in and take over for Gruden. He, that allows the offense to be the offense and the defense to be the defense, but Gruden was the play caller. So they got to get in there and make some adjustments, and and then they'll win some of these games later in the season, probably finish seven and I think with the additional week, it'd probably be like eight and nine. Eight, eight and nine is what it would pan out if with eight wins. You know, I'm still hoping for 500, you know. 
Maybe we went uh, out. Maybe we went out and go ten and six. Who knows? That hey, that'd be great. That'd wow. be great. And uh, I, you, the best part about being a a southern guy living in California, and the, the fans out here, they love their teams. So there would be nothing better for me if the Raiders, along with the 49ers, make it to the playoffs. And then you get to see all the fandom and all the people getting hype and they're rocking the jerseys and the flags are blaring on their car and now they got a Raider decal everywhere just to go there and lose. (laughs) And when they lose and the, the eye of defeat is on everybody's face, I can smile and be like, ha! Ah, gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> Here, I thought you were just gonna have some genuine love in your heart for fans. No, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, all, I, the, the love. It is love. It's love to watch yeah. the disappointment <laughs> when you get close, but you're just not close enough. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> I think we could probably talk forever about anything and everything, but um, I really appreciate you coming on, breaking this down. You know, like I said earlier. We had a bet, so I think the the best thing was to have you on here, so we could kind of wrap down about it and uh, you know get your get your thoughts as well. So, thank you for coming on. Appreciate absolutely appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, I guess for now, you guys are better. I think we're better the last three, four times we played. We beat y'all. I wish that we could play in the division you guys play in. That would be fantastic. I don't think y'all y'all don't play that brand of physical football, but. On that note, I appreciate you for having me. I, I enjoy watching you, your, your podcast. I enjoy watching y'all break down football, although it's from a Raiders perspective. <laughs> you guys love what you do. You love what you watch, and it's a pleasure and joy watching it. Well, I really appreciate that. And, and luckily for you know people that listen to us, follow us, that enjoy college football talk, you know, with the Raiders, they usually don't make the playoffs. So that just means off season college stuff comes even sooner. So it doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't give us a whole lot of extended time to talk about the Raiders, but once again, appreciate you coming on and, uh, I will be talking to you soon. All right.